0: Knox here, by the bay. It has taken a while to get to this point where I could actually record. There's been one disturbance after another. But what I'm excited about is I found two copies of my novel Flapping online uh, for less than $10 each. I haven't seen their copy that cheap for a year or two. They always seem to be about $150, $140. The only one I could find today uh, was, uh, was for $443. Anyway, so I got them in the mail the two copies I bought, and I thought I would I would read Flapping. I would, you know, I've been threatening to do this for a while. So I think we should begin with uh, a piece I wrote some time ago called "The Origin of Flapping" to give you a little bit of background. It's been on my uh, Knox Bronson website for a long time if you want to find it again. The Origin of Flapping One morning, many years ago, Knox stopped off at a San Francisco saloon as he walked from the bus terminal to the printing company where he worked as a shipping clerk. He had his usual quick coffee and brandies while he reading Herb Kane's column in the San Francisco Chronicle. He was astonished and angered by jealousy and saddened by the certainty that the universe held no such break in store for his most deserving self to learn that a local writer had gotten a $100,000 deal for the paperback rights and movie option for a 68 page book about a duck. 68 pages about a duck. Knox had long been diligently researching certain aspects of which effort are better left for another time. The phenomenon of flapping, and he knew that he could write a much better 68-page book, filled with the arcana and lore he had uncovered through his travails. Hell, he had already sent out two loving and subtly encoded missives to those nearest and dearest to him for their edification, and nay, for their very protection." Straight facts about flapping and bulbosity in stasis, upon which he could build for that fat 100,000 bling bling. Knox smoked another camel, contemplating the arc of the story, who might direct the movie, Lynch or Spielberg, possible color schemes for the cover, and how he would use the 100,000 to finance a number of large-scale art projects he had been planning for some time. He hopped off the bar stool, strode to work enjoying the bright, south-of-market morning, as well as the caffeine, sugar, and booze rush, walked into the plant, sat down at his desk, threaded some paper into the old manual typewriter normally used for shipping labels, and wrote the introduction and the first three chapters of Flapping, as they exist today, word for word. It would take another excruciating eleven years of sacrifice, self-discipline, and delusion to finish the opus. Sadly, for the guy who wrote the duck story, George Lucas's egomania and alcoholism had by the mid-eighties advanced to a sufficient degree so as to engender his making of the movie Howard the Duck, which bombed, 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 shelving all duck movies in Hollywood for at least a generation. So that was the genesis of flapping. Clearly, it was meant to be. So anyway, let's uh, let's read a couple of chapters. I I think I only have time for two chapters. Running out of time. Flapping. This edition is very nearly, but not completely or entirely, complete and unabridged. Only one word has been omitted from the original, and it was a somewhat limp and dangling participle at that. The dedication is... uh, for all the girls, the opening epigram, or epigraph, excuse me, "Mega Biblion, Mega cacon, with a footnote which reads: the author shares the reader's vehement distrust and dislike for any writer who prefaces a book with an untranslated Greek quotation. Here's a hint. We actually get the translations somewhere in the book. Flapping. This is the story of the man who flapped, who heard the tone, who followed the bozo through the bulbous worlds, and who, just minutes before bedtime, at last met Dave and Sue. Chapter 1. Sunlight bubbled through the bedroom window and burst sticking to every surface like well-chewed gum. In this saturant brilliance, Cherville Orbain awoke, flapping. Chapter 2 Cherville Orbain had flipped, pancake-like, several times. Being human and therefore not invulnerable to the universal incompetence of mankind, he had flopped occasionally. He had even, due to the exigencies of politics and commerce, once or twice flip-flopped, but he had never flapped. This morning, the world was brighter and stranger than his first toy car, and he arose, flapping, flapping, flapping. I don't really have time to read the chapter 3, so I'm just going to leave this piece I wrote recently uh, called... uh, I'm not sure what it's called. I'll just let it play. And I'll be back soon to read some more flapping, Knox, over and out. uh, Riding the wild bubble with you.